Welcome to the Not So Average Podcast. My name is Courtney and I built this podcast to deconstruct traditional advice and the idea of living an average life to inspire you to step into your power and be the creator of your own life. If you're also viewing living an average life as very boring and you're looking to upgrade your mind, body, and soul, then you're in the right place and I'm so glad to have you here. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Wednesday on all streaming platforms and let's jump into the episode. Hey friends, before we dive into today's episode, I just got to tell you that Sexy and Sober is officially happening. This is an event that's happening downtown Toronto on Thursday, January 25th. If you're doing dry January or if you're wanting to take a night off drinking, sober curious, or you're sober like myself, this is going to be the event for you. So I created this because I was so sick and tired of the only alcohol-free events being something that happens at 7 a.m. in the park or it's yoga with puppies. Even though I love all of those things, I really miss the sexiness of going out and feeling good and having fun without the pressure of alcohol. And so the fact that I couldn't find these kinds of events, I decided to create them. So Sexy and Sober is the perfect opportunity to connect with like-minded individuals who appreciate vibrant nightlife without the need for alcohol. This event is going to offer a safe and inclusive environment where you can let loose, feel hot, and just have fun. That's all I want for everyone who comes to this event. So The event tickets are linked in the show notes. I absolutely hope to see you there. You can expect alcohol-free cocktails, a live DJ, dancing, socializing, giveaways. I love hip-hop and R&B, so there's going to be a medley of music, but that is what you can expect. It's going to be fucking incredible, so I really, really hope to see you there. Grab a friend, put on something that makes you feel good, and let's have a fun night. I hope to see you there. Oh my goodness, do I ever have an episode for you today? I have had the most crazy couple of weeks and I will let you in on more info in the new year. I can't share quite yet, but manifestations have been happening, my babes, and I have so much to share because the one thing that I've learned about manifesting and something that I was getting wrong for literally so long, I now have unlocked and it is the biggest game changer. So that is what we're going to talk about today because we're entering the new year. We're getting our vision boards ready. We're really starting to think about what we want and what we want to accomplish and where we're at. And if you haven't done that yet, that's okay, right? There's not, it's not too late. It's okay. If you're not a big new year's person, that's okay. But I think that intentions are really important, even though I think New Year's resolutions can often sometimes be a little bit BS because people will create these lofty goals. They don't create a plan in action oftentimes, and then it just doesn't end up happening. So the one thing that I really love to preach and implement is reminding people that one, you can change at any time, but two, getting intentional with what you want is going to help you get so much closer to there. And I believe that the end of the the year can just be a really great time for that reflection in figuring out like, are you where you want to be? What did you do well this year and where could you improve? And just have that time for reflection because it's not even about the calendar of, oh, it's New Year's and everyone goes and wears a sparkly dress and does these things. It's not even about the socialization of the holiday. For me, it's more of just like another 365 days have passed okay, what have we done with them? Are we happy with where we're going? And that to me is getting intentional. So unless you're 
wanting to just continue to ride the same life, I think that it's important to seek out new ways of showing up for yourself and doing the work because obviously if we don't do anything, it doesn't happen. And so the fact that you're here and you're listening tells me that you love manifesting, you love getting intentional about your life, and you want to make some changes so that you can have all of your desires come true in this next year, whether you're listening in 2024 or well beyond because these episodes live online forever. (laughs) So when you think about manifesting, okay, there's kind of a couple key processes here. One, we need to get clarity on what it is that we want. Two, visualize what it would be like to have the thing already. So if you had the relationship, if you had the house, if you had the job, if you had the business, if you had the trip, what would it feel like to be experiencing that in your reality, even if you're not experiencing it in this day, and then letting it go? I feel like those are kind of the three key pillars is putting in the order of what you want and visualizing it as though you can experience it so that when you actually get it, you're internal system is basically wired to feel that that's a familiar place because you've already been there before and then you let it go because now you have to allow God, source, universe, spirit to fulfill the order. When you order something from Amazon, you're not, well, you might be tracking it, but I am just, I feel like I order it and it comes and I don't really question like, what time is it going to be here? And da, 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 da. When we're trying to white knuckle that process, it's not that you can't manifest when you're doing that. It's more of how it affects your energy. And we're going to talk a lot about that today because it's all about energy. Now, this is going to sound woo-woo as fuck, but if you believe in the quantum, like everything is energy, then quantum jumping and manifesting is going to seem a whole lot more simple. So before we dive into the actual topic, I want to talk about the way that I like to do vision boards because it's a hot topic right now. And if you're wanting the way that I do it, this is how I do it. So I think about some of the key things that I want. Now, Courtney, how do you figure out what you want if you don't know? Well, there's a lot of different processes you could go through this. Something that I recommend to my students is sitting down in a room with a pen and paper and literally just starting to write with the prompt, wouldn't it be cool if, and then you can just write out all of the things that come to mind and give yourself like, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes and exhaust a list, like keep writing until you can't think of anything more that would be really cool and just continue to write, continue to write. Wouldn't it be cool if, and allow it to, I feel like it's so crazy what our subconscious is able to come up with when we're not overthinking it and it's not feeling so restrictive or that you have to do anything once it's on the paper. It's more of just a brainstorming idea, but allowing your deepest desires and creativity to flourish. So I would recommend doing that and like, wouldn't it be cool if I could do this and do that and meet this kind of person and go to this kind of trip, whatever it is, okay? Then as I go through the list afterwards, I would kind of curate what the largest focuses for the year are. I like to focus on different categories. So I like to make intentions for business intentions for health and wellness, intentions for personal growth, mindset, um, or maybe 
something that I'm trying to work on improving. So for me, I'd say the last couple of years was probably my urge to be consistent with reading and breath work and meditation. And so this year, I've really knocked that out of the park. I've really kept my word to myself. And so now it's time for me to take it to the next level. I actually haven't gone through this process yet for 2024. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I have so much to do. Like, guys, I haven't even done this myself. I love to do this in the days where you don't know where you are or what time it is in between Christmas and New Year's. I feel like that is my perfect week because no one's really working. No one's really doing anything. And it just gives a little bit of space to think and be creative and have some time off. That's what I'm really craving right now for those couple of days. Um, I'm really hitting the gas hard in the month of December, but am intentionally taking a couple of days. And what I love to spend on those days is kind of daydreaming about this next year. So going through that process and hitting those different categories, so like personal development, um, I feel like I used to focus on body so much and wanting to be a certain size or lose a certain amount of weight or be a certain fat percentage. And that is so not my focus now. And for me, that has just been a really great moment of growth in my relationship to my body. And just as a side note, I encourage you to detach from the appearance of your body, even if it's something that you do want to focus in the new year maybe shift that and just go into something where you want to find movement in your weekly routine three times a week or you want to like look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you're beautiful every single day it's gonna sound cheesy but I promise you it's going to get you so much farther in the relationship that you have to yourself and your body than focusing on the appearance and with consistency obviously your appearance will shift just naturally as well but detaching from what you look like is so crucial I really have had to tell myself that it's the most least interesting sorry it's not the most it's the least interesting thing about me even though I really love how I appear now I didn't before and I think it's all kind of come once I let it go and so which is ironic because we're talking about manifesting but I just wanted to say that if you're listening and you're especially a woman I want to tell you that Then when it comes to the intentions of all the different categories I have created, and this is going to look different for you depending on what stage of life you're in and kind of what's your main focus and your main priorities, but something that works for you, I like to create maybe a list of like 10 to 12 kind of key intentions um, that kind of hit all the different categories. So probably 10 to 12 in total of a list of intentions. And then being able to think about what that would look like visually and then find, what I do at least, is find photos on Pinterest that encapsulate that vision. So maybe it's something that you really want to take yourself to Europe next summer, then maybe finding some really cool photos to put on a Pinterest board and like create a new one. You can make it secret. You don't have to let anyone see it. Um, And then just pin Europe. Maybe your focus is manifesting more money and financial abundance than maybe those like boss girl or girl boss photos with the stacks of cash and the claws and the bad bitch energy on Pinterest. Maybe you go for those. Maybe it's about health and wellness. And so maybe you post like different ones of healthy foods and a girl doing yoga or something like that, that you can kind of, what I like to do when it comes to 
certain topics, I guess, is find photos that don't bring me the ability to compare directly. Like it's not that specific body. It's more about the movement. So even for me, when I was wanting to manifest becoming a fitness instructor, I found photos where you couldn't really see the face of the person who was teaching, but it was just clear that she was teaching a room kind of thing. And it wasn't the, it wasn't about the type of exercise or what this woman looked like. It was really about the energy around it. So I love to do that. And anything else that is going to make you feel like it's aligned with what you're looking to bring in into the new year. And if you want to even know a quick hack with Pinterest, I find that if you do like a keyword and then aesthetic. So if you do like fitness aesthetic, business aesthetic, even just manifesting aesthetic, like there's going to be ones that have different quotes or different inspirational things, whatever it may be. I find those have like the Tumblr type vibe photos that are really great and then what I usually do is just pick my favorite ones and go into Canva and then I just create my own little collage of my choosing. I like to get playful and creative with it and then I'll make that my laptop background as well as my phone background and this has helped me for years staying focused on what I desire and keeping it right in my face with the two forms of technology that I use the most. So I would highly recommend doing that. And that now segues into what I want to talk about most, which is the biggest shift I've ever had in manifesting. And so many people get this wrong. I've gotten this wrong for many, many years, more than I'd like to admit. And I feel like I still get it wrong. And then I remind myself of this and I'm like, holy shit, it's the biggest unlock. And then I'll have a manifestation just like come through and I'm like, Boom, I was blocking it because of this one thing. So what I have to share with you is the energy of focusing on what we want versus what we don't want. And where people get wrong is focusing too much on what they don't want. And this is so interesting because I've always been clear in wanting to be intentional, right? I've had a podcast for four years about being intentional and living your life a certain way. Something that I've gotten wrong over the years is that I always thought that to help figure out what you want is outlining what you don't want. Now, it can be a good indicator. It can be a good nudge to get you in the right direction. But if we fixate on it, then it can almost be a block to the things that we do want because we're in the energy of what we don't want. And this was so game-changing when I learned it. I read the book Ask and It Is Given by Esther Hicks. I'm going to read it four more times because honestly, it was so good. But I read it so fast. And one of the key takeaways I got was the way that our energy dictates so much of our abilities to manifest. And so if you are fixating on what you don't want to happen and all of the scarcity and the kind of challenges that are coming your way, then you're blocking the ability for the abundance to come through an abundance of whatever it may be. I had to remind a girlfriend of this just the other day. So I was chatting with a girlfriend and she didn't get a job that she wanted. Now, what's so interesting in chatting with her and allowing her to vent and giving her some advice She had shared with me that this job isn't actually what she wanted. She wasn't super stoked about the actual job itself, but was excited to be able to get a new job because she hates her current one. 
And although I totally understand that I've been in those shoes, when we fixate on what we don't want, we maintain a certain energy. And I feel like others can feel that energy as well. And we can start to become very discouraged when something doesn't work out for us. But it's interesting because if we really believe that the universe had our back or God, source, whoever, spirit that you believe in, if you believe that, then why are we getting caught up with the things that don't work out? And trust me, I fall victim to this often where something will happen and it doesn't feel like it's going my way. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm doing all the right things. I put in the request. I got clarity. But then I'll realize that I actually wasn't clear or maybe I was leaning with a different energy. And the minute that I step into all of those three key pillars, literally it can show up at my door in four four days. Like it's like an Amazon package. If It's freaky. Okay. And I'll share more in the new year. So I really, really, really encourage you to ask yourself what your patterns are when there's something that you want and something's not going your way because the universe is going to send you challenges and obstacles to see how you will react and kind of force you to continue to up level. But the thing that I've learned is that you don't get these challenges and obstacles for no reason. The universe isn't here trying to punish you. It's literally helping you grow and often helping prepare you for whatever it is that's going to be thrown your way next. And so we can think that we want this certain opportunity, but something deep down, maybe we don't believe we deserve it. Maybe we actually don't want it, but we think it's going to give us a certain level of notoriety or of status or certain income I'm just going with career because of the nature of the example with my girlfriend that I was sharing, but it's so interesting when we get real with ourselves and get honest because oftentimes we're able to pinpoint, usually in hindsight, it's not usually in the moment because you're just caught up in the feelings of and the emotions of it, but after you're like, oh shit, yeah, I probably, I really didn't want that job, but now I'm feeling rejected. And rejection can feel really difficult in the moment as well. I have a podcast about this if you want to go back and listen to it. But essentially, when we can lean into believing that everything's going to work out for us, rejection is redirection and protection. I know for me, something that happened to me this year, like in 2023, I had a job opportunity that was on my vision board. It was on my intentions list. It's all I wanted. It's all I thought about. And by April, I thought I had it and I thought it worked out. I thought it was going to be amazing. I couldn't stop imagining what the future would hold with this thing. And basically things didn't work out is all I can really share. And I was heartbroken, you guys. I remember crying to my mom, feeling so rejected and trying to lean into like, I I know that this, you know, everything happens for a reason, but what the fuck's the reason here? It felt so, so defeating. It, It was probably one of the biggest rejections and like hurtful moments from a career perspective that I've ever had. Um, and it was really difficult, but I watched this YouTube video with Mel Robbins and she talks about this and she talked about how her book had been denied like with five different publishers and how she got through it and that was really inspirational it was really really helpful and I actually sent that same video to my girlfriend I can link it below if you'd like and one thing that Mel Robbins talks about in that was the idea that you just have to continue to persevere and that 
oftentimes you're going to get a bunch of no's, but you just need that one yes. Like for her, she just needed one book publisher to say yes. She didn't need the five no's in terms of like, she doesn't need five publishers to to do one book, but you need to go and find out what that publisher is going to be to be the one that says yes. But you can't experience that without the rejection. And that was so helpful for me because it was like, huh, okay. It just further reiterated this idea that the universe only has three answers. And that is number one, yes. Two, not now. And three, something better. And it never makes sense looking forward, only makes sense looking backwards. I can't reiterate that enough. So when you think about how things have panned out, it can feel so shitty in the moment. But the more energy we're giving to the scarcity of things, maybe it's the boyfriend that didn't choose you, it's the job that rejected you, it's the opportunity that didn't pan out, it's the friendship that didn't work out. And you're like, am I ever going to find a love again? Am I ever going to find friends again? Am I ever going to have a job that I really love that I want so badly as much as I wanted this one? Am I ever? And we can get so dramatic with this, right? I'm the, I'm so bad for this. I can get so dramatic <laughs> and so caught up in my own ways. And obviously they're rooted in like childhood wounds and deeper things that are nice to be able to confront because we go, oh, oh, there's just this younger part of me that's speaking right now that's so scared that, you know, she's not going to be loved or she's not going to be valued or be able to be seen in the workplace and be able to identify those parts of them and give them give them a hug. You don't have to give them life, but you can give them a hug because they are part of you, but you can also allow that part to be on mute, if you will. Take the remote, mute it, <laughs> and keep moving because we know that that's not true. It's just something, it's just a story we're telling ourselves. And our brain can be so funny when it's telling ourselves these stories that are only from past experiences and trying to keep us safe. But sometimes that just creates more fear and anxiety of how is this going to work out for me? So the more that we can focus on what we do want, not only do we stay in a high energy, but you become so much more attractive for opportunities and to people and to everything because you are in such a positive state. If you think of the difference in how you're going through life when you're in a high vibe versus a low vibe very different. Even the body language, like when I'm not feeling great and I'm getting in that anxious headspace and I'm thinking, poor me, why me? It never works out for me. Getting into that victim mindset, you know, the shoulders are hunched over, rounded over, the arms are crossed, you're not making eye contact, you look really insecure from a body language perspective, you're not talking to anyone or maybe you're a little bit more short and snippy with people. Like it's just a very different energy than when you're feeling abundant and your shoulders are rolled back, your chest is wide and proud, you're feeling confident, you're looking people in the eye, you're showing up as your highest self, you're able to be just present with the people around you or in the moment. I find that when I'm in that energy, I'm on a walk and people are randomly saying hello to me in downtown Toronto where that doesn't happen very often or people are wanting to chat with me or opportunities are coming my way that I'm like, where the hell did this come from? And I think that this is something that sounds crazy, but when you experience it, you're just like, whoa, I notice it day in and day out. It's it's crazy how much we can control our experience with that. And I really, really encourage you to be 
honest with yourself in how you're showing up because, of course, we can't control what happens around us, but we can control how we show up. We have this thing that I talk about often, but just in case you don't know, our reticular activating system is like this little filter that our brain has. And if we didn't have it, we would be obviously shutting down from the amount of information that's being thrown at us. So this filter helps kind of decipher what's important and what's not important. And so this is based on not only what we tell our brain, but also how we're speaking to ourselves and the narratives that we're allowing to play out. The common example that's used to explain this idea is a purchase of a car. So let's say you buy a red Jetta and suddenly you see everyone with a red Jetta and you're like, wow, am I a trendsetter? Were this, were there like these many red Jettas on the road or did I just influence everyone to buy one? You probably didn't notice them um, and not, not even probably, you did not notice them before because your reticular activating system didn't find it important. It didn't peg it as an important thing unless you really wanted one your whole life and you could always see them around. But if you when you finally get it, you're like, oh my God, you notice every single one because you're like, that's my guy. We have the same car. Everyone experiences this kind of thing. And it's not by chance. It's not coincidence. It's your brain. So when you decide to focus on what you do want, your brain also searches for opportunities to make those things happen. And so you're going to literally show up differently by doing so because you've literally told your brain to show up differently. You've told your brain what's important to you. And it's allowing yourself to be in the belief that it will happen, right? When you focus on what you do want, you're allowing like that co-creation with the universe, source, God, spirit to come into play. And how magical is that, right? That we're kind of like doing a little a little dance together as partners. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to white knuckle it and make shit happen and girl boss your way through. It doesn't actually have to be that hard. And that's something I wish I could have told my younger self because, oh my God, she was white knuckling everything and had so much anxiety and so much fear that it wouldn't work out. And the things worked out the way that they needed to. And even when it didn't work out, it worked out. And I think the way that I always remind people when it comes to those ups and downs of feeling like you're not getting what you want is riding the waves of like, what is this trying to teach me? And having that growth mindset, being open to the learning that comes with rejection, the learning that comes with heartbreak and allowing ourselves to continue to evolve from these experiences rather than allow us to sink into a victim mindset mindset that tells us that there's never going to be enough, there's never going to be another opportunity, you're never going to find love again, and it's just never going to work out for you and be a victim to the world. Doesn't sound like a fun process, at least not to me. And so if you have that fear of living an average life the way that I do, I highly recommend starting to go through these processes of figuring out what it is that you want and focusing on that, visualizing that. Something that I love to do uh, separate from the vision board on my phone and my computer is visualizing that in my breath work and meditation sessions as well as while I'm working out. I heard a podcast from Ed Milet, I want to say like two or three years ago, and he's a massive high-performance coach, and he talks about how he gets his athletes, CEOs, like some of the most successful people in the world to visualize what they want while they're in movement because your energy and vibration is set as such like... I don't know how he explained it, but it was basically like at a different frequency than if you're just being stagnant sitting there. Your body and brain working together in that way is just so much more powerful. 
And I have experienced that myself. I feel like it's really so, so fiery when you're kind of allowing your body to be in motion and you're doing the daydreaming. So I recommend doing that and getting really familiar with it, what it is that you want and continuing to experience it every day so that when you do experience it, it's like, awesome, I've been expecting you. It's not a huge shock. One last thing I need to share with you is that there is so much more that you have to experience that you aren't even aware of right now. Things can get so much more exciting than you can even realize. And something that I tell myself every day is universe, show me how good it gets. And the more that I've leaned into that, the more the universe has showed me how good it can get. And it just keeps getting better. And I want that for you as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please apply some of these principles and tactics to your manifestation journey for the new year. Set your intentions. Get real with yourself. Proclaim what you want because you deserve it. And let me know if this was helpful for you. I love talking about manifesting and getting what you want and woo-woo stuff. So please, if you have any questions or if you have a specific scenario that you'd like me to run through on the podcast, I'm absolutely happy to do so. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys are having an amazing rest of your December. As always, you can find me at the Not So Average Betch on Instagram as well as on TikTok. Go look in the show notes for the Sexy and Sober ticket information. I really hope to see you there. The Instagram will also be linked below. It's essentially S-X-Y-N Sober. There will be more announcements to come on giveaways and different opportunities there. So really excited for all the things to come. Again, I love you so much. Thank you for all of your support. And I cannot wait to chat with you next week. Bye, my friends. (laughs) 